Morning, bro. Morning, bro. This will confuse you as to what day of the week it is yet again, huh? Yeah. I, I literally just asked my wife, today's Thursday, right? She said, no, it's Wednesday. I was like, oh, okay. No, it's Wednesday. So if you're one of the three people who stumbled upon us, we're the obvious brothers. I'm Steve, and he is... John. John. John, the man who doesn't know what day it is. All right, John. Uh, John, let me remind you of the current status of our rules. Uh, don't eat snacks, including crunching. Don't click the pen, edit the tape, and don't clink your ice as uh, we go along. So you got all those, John, we're about to add to the list. Yep. I might slurp on my coffee today just to annoy my sister. Slurp, slurp on your coffee or fumble with your uh, headphones or gear, whatever it is you're using, so that it does some crunchy things is always fun. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, so, John, therapist asks a woman, I know you have a phobia about marriage. Do you know the cause? You know what she said? What? I can't say I do. Good one. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I, I just figured I, there, there's our warm up for our audience, such as it is. Uh, so, John, you want to say anything about college coaching or um, the movement in quarterbacks in the NFL, or you just want to get down to college basketball? Yeah, there's, I mean, this has been a crazy offseason for the NFL so far, hasn't it? Well, it, you know, it, uh, I think last year they claimed there was going to be this uh, quarterback shuffle, and I don't think we really got it, not, yeah. not, compared to, not compared to this year. And, of course, right now, around wondering where Baker Mayfield's going to land, right? Yes. Uh, well, I don't think you and I are really sitting around worrying about Baker Mayfield, but uh, I think that is the next puzzle piece probably to fall considering uh it's pretty clear he's didn't have a role in cleveland and there are several teams looking for quarterbacks so yeah that was crazy the amount of money they gave uh to deshaun to to the serial uh abuser you mean <laughs> yeah he can afford a lot of massages with that money uh, well, except he's not getting paid anything this year, like only a million this year. Yeah, but that's a fully guaranteed contract. You missed you miss, you miss this wrinkle in his contract? No, I, I did, actually, yeah. It seems that they wrote uh, his first season, he only has a million-dollar um, salary, uh, and it's because they expect him to be suspended without pay. Uh, for part of the season. So the pain of his suspension will be uh, minimized. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it is shadier than, than I'll get out, but uh, there you go. And uh, when any of them act like they have any sort of moral superiority, we will roll on the floor and laugh, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> John, John uh, we've, we've got an a interesting Sweet 16 uh, coming up uh, uh, t starting tomorrow night. So 
probably ought to talk about uh, what happened last weekend after you and I talked on Saturday afternoon. So uh, what were your takeaways from the Saturday and Sunday games? There was some good basketball played. Um, it wasn't nearly as upsetty as, as the Thursday and Friday, but, um, you know, we had a couple of decent upsets with Iowa State, St. Pete, Miami, mainly that side of the bracket, but uh, the rest of it was fairly, fairly chalky. Uh, if you're, Michigan, if we're going, I guess. Right. Uh, you're going, you're going to list every double digit seed, but let, let's start with this. Uh, the upper left-hand portion of our bracket, which starts with the West this year, uh, it is chalk, pure chalk. One, two, three, and four seeds all make it to this Sweet 16, John. So that's yeah. a, uh, something to keep in mind. Uh, probably you would think for better games. In theory, yes. Right. I mean, you never know. But if we, the, the one and the four and the two and the three playing and then you know, it's not going to be a very widespread between the seedings in the final game in the regions. So there you go. On the other hand, the uh, east, which is below the west on the left side of your bracket, is for shift, John. Uh, yeah, Purdue, got... Purdue, the three seed, is the highest seed left. And you have a four playing an eight and a three playing a 15 in the, in the uh, sweet 16. So yeah. that's, that's a, that's a mess. Yeah. I mean, you still got two of the top four seeds in there. So I mean, you're right. It's not pure chalk, obviously, but um, you know, you still got some of the, the top pick top, uh, top players, top seeds there. Uh, and then just as we're, if we're doing um, bracket analysis, which is, I guess, what we're doing here, uh, the bottom right uh, where Kansas is, uh, I just feel like Kansas has an open path to the final four. That's I'm hoping so. Yeah, um, you, they got to get past the Providence right now. And then they got uh, whomever wins between Iowa State and Miami. And so Miami they're, going, been... they're, they're going to play a double-digit seed in the in the uh, Elite Eight. Yeah. That's... Yeah, that's you would think that would be a good sign for them. Right. Um, it, it's uh, yeah. I, I think uh, John, if you don't remember, the three of you listening uh, has. Uh, Kansas winning it all, and so he's happy to see that uh, there's been a certain opening of the bracket, a parting of the uh, basketball court uh, to give them an easy slide into the Final Four. So yeah, I mean I've got ten of sixteen of the Sweet Sixteen and um, seven of eight still alive in the in Elite Eight. So. Well, I'm 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 pleased for you, uh, and uh, I I only say that biting my cheek hard, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, you go, guy. Yeah, I could tell you were super sincere. I felt I, the love. I, 
just poured through the phone there. I dug, I dug deep just to be able to say it, John. So don't, don't, don't give, don't, don't go any further than that. All right. So, uh, you, you didn't exactly kill me with takeaways. So I'm going, I'm going to go with this one. The officiating has been terrible. Oh, gosh, it has been. I mean, it's been nothing but ugly rock fights. Okay. Let, let me let start not with my favorite, but with the one that is just unbelievable is the end of the Arizona TCU game. They didn't call a foul and they didn't call it over and back. They didn't call anything. It's like, oh, we yeah. forgot our whistles. Yeah. It's the end of the game, no whistle, because it's got to be one or the other. Yeah, it had to be something. Right. And, and the guy got mugged. It's kind of, well, I don't know. There's conversation. And I, as I watched it, I think he flopped as much. I, he got bumped, but he, but he, he exaggerated it to go to the floor. He was trying to get the foul. Well, if you can get the call and the ball rolls into the backcourt, well, that, that's an over and back. Well, it is. I, yeah, anyway, uh, fortunately, well, I didn't, but fortunately, the guy didn't finish the game with a dunk for Arizona, and they went to overtime, but TCU did not have what it takes. But that, that was an ugly call as a finish. They called a tee on the guy from Illinois for hanging on the rim, which – yeah, I, I yes, I, I heard somebody say it's a stupid rule. Uh, you know, if the guy wants mm-hmm. to hang there 15 minutes, what does anybody care? Uh, as long as he doesn't disturb play, you know, in some way, right? But right. Uh, no, they felt the need to call a T on that, and we get into the manic foul, which you know I've. Uh, I, I know I was watching the game live, and I know the guy from they call in as their rules expert said, "Well, maybe it's a flagrant one." And then that two, and he says, "Oh, well, I guess you can call it a flagrant two. So. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was brutal. Um, almost. It should have cost – it almost cost Michigan the game. They were up 25 at the North, point. North Carolina. Oh, that's – yeah, I'm sorry. North Carolina yeah. the game. They were up 25. I mean, they were just absolutely steamrolling Baylor. And then, you know, their leading scorer gets ejected on that really, really suspect call. All right. I think he had that 25 points at that point, didn't he? Yeah, he had 25. With uh, like 10 or 11 minutes, minutes left, 12 is it 12 minutes left? Yeah, it was double digit minutes left, and they were up, they were up 20, and he had 25 points. So, well, uh, I don't, I, I suspect that Cruz, for a couple of the games we're talking about, will not be back this weekend. Uh, I think the head of uh, officiating for the NCAA uh, has his hands full doing uh, critiques and analysis this week to figure out uh, who it is that he uh, uh, puts in to do games this week. So, John, one more thing about officiating. Uh, it drives me crazy that they, they all, well, almost always, uh, we're talking about a guard, who, who wants to 
basket and uses their off forearm to push the person away. Yeah. I mean, you see it all the time and they never, they don't, they don't call it. And of course it helps you get the shot and everything. And then they'll call it if the guy leans back in mm-hmm. against him and bounces off of them. And so it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the problem, and, and you see it in the NBA too. I mean, the problem with officiating period I think in, in basketball is it's, it's really a lot of judgmental calls. I mean, there's some obvious fouls and there's obvious trap. Well, they, when do they ever call traveling, but, and, you know, double dribbles and, you know, some of the ones that are a little simpler, but, you know, like the flop rule, I think is really judgmental. I think, um, you know, some of the charges are, are suspect. I mean, they're just calling a lot of, yeah, I, I don't. I, I it would. It's hard. I mean, it's easy to do from our couch, right? It, you know, armchair referees. Yeah. But at the same time, it just seems like these games have a lot of calls that really could go both ways, and they're they're kind of they're kind of letting them. I mean, they let them play a lot in the first half. It seems it's it's very physical. They don't call a lot of calls. And then all of a sudden, the second half, they they completely change, and and now what was was fine in the first half isn't fine in the second half, and and uh, teams getting foul trouble and hurt. I mean, it just was a weird. It's just been weird and inconsistent. I think is the biggest issue I have with it. Is it's just terribly inconsistent. Yeah, and and, and the whole review thing. We've got to do something with the review. Mm. There are two too many reviews and they take too much time i mean i mean they're looking for the 18th angle to see if it caught the guy's hangnail maybe on the way out of bounds it's like and no, i wish that was an exaggeration but it's not it's not no i mean it, it, i saw no, his thumb it, yeah his, it, his thumb it, shimmered his thumb yeah. shimmered as the ball goes out of bounds. That, it definitely deflects was, off his that thumb. That was one of them. That was one of them the other night. Yes, the thumb, the thumb quivered, so it must have touched his thumb. If if you can't look at it in like thirty seconds from three quick angles and say that's long, it's supposed to be about blatantly wrong calls that affect <laughs> the game. It's not supposed to be about if we we can find a uh, you know a, a hair uh, that. Uh, <laughs> Makes a difference <laughs> with a microscope on the uh, hunt look, right? So, right, yeah. So I, I don't. It, it, it's very frustrating. Completely destroys the flow of the game. And of course, it's been pointed out. It sometimes it gives teams free timeouts that don't have timeouts. Every time it gives teams free timeouts. I mean, then they last forever. I mean, they last longer than most of your timeouts. Well. So, but- I, I mean, that's one it's the one thing if you have a timeout that you could have used but if it's you know towards the end of the game you're out of timeouts and they do this giving you a timeout you couldn't have taken that's mm-hmm. not fair yeah you know you've you've burned your timeouts uh, uh strategically and you shouldn't have a chance to pull your guys aside and draw up plays and talk strategy and everything but all right that was fun uh i i we we talked a little bit about Arizona TC game, a uh, very tight game, went to overtime. It's the first time, John, that um, all four number one seeds in the second round uh, 
had less than double-digit uh, wins, including, of course, loss, uh, since Baylor lost. But uh, all the ones had a single-digit game in the, in the uh, round of 32, which is a first. Yeah, and one could argue that not only did since Baylor lost, I mean, Gonzaga probably should have lost that game, maybe. Arizona definitely could have lost their game. I mean, it was it was pretty. I mean, Kansas was the only one that really kind of seemed to be in no, control no. for most of their game. Well, even the Kansas, I think, was only a two position game, mm-hmm. very late in the game. So uh, Creighton hung with them a long way. So I guess that might speak to uh, a quality tournament, but uh, might speak to the fact the ones may not be. Uh, as superior as they often are. So yeah, let's go. Sweet, sweet 16, John. All right. Okay. Here we go. We're going to go game by game uh, and start with the, in, in order uh, they will be played. Start first game will be Thursday night, uh, Arkansas and Gonzaga. And let me just pause before we. John, why the hell is Gonzaga and Arkansas the first game? They're playing in F and Sam. Francisco. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess it's only they would be playing half an hour later anyway. But why is the West Coast game the, the opening game? It makes no sense at all. I, I mean, I, who, who does this shit? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So there you go. You got you got a one versus a four. Gonzaga is a nine point favorite. The over under is one fifty five, which is by long way the highest total uh, of the sweet games. So what do you see, John? I'll take uh, Arkansas plus nine, and I got it. CBS this morning has it at nine and a half and one fifty five. Are you bumping it up? Are you? Okay. Well, I, I like Arkansas too. I have Arkansas in the final four. I had Arkansas winning this game all along. I think their guard play uh, will distract, disturb Gonzaga. And uh, I, I don't know that Gonzaga can overcome that. Um, the, the, I've, whether Arkansas can score enough. Uh, I, you know, that 150. Is with a nine. Uh, that is an 82-73 game. Um, I think Arkansas can get in the mid seventies. I don't think Gonzaga's defense has been overwhelming. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel good. I feel feel pretty good about taking Arkansas in the money line. I haven't looked to see uh, what the big they might be getting but uh yeah i like arkansas on the points um yeah i i have a lot of trouble getting out of this region i hope so well yeah i do have them in the final four but i need yeah a lot of people in brackets we're in uh have gonzaga Mm -hmm. as the winner so john would like them to be bumped so, all right, John. So, uh, you you want to think I like I like the under in that game too. I, I know Gonzaga can score a lot of points, but I think 
Arkansas's defense is good enough to keep that fairly low scoring. I see it more in like the, uh, I don't know, 80, 80, 70, 75, 70 type range. So. Okay. You think, you think one, you're real safe under 155. I'd say it's pretty solid. Yeah. Well, and you scream when it goes in. Yeah. Yeah. Overtime always screws the over under, doesn't it? Uh, uh, it's hard to stay under when, when you go an extra period. Yes. Well, it's been a minute since that's happened. Well, yeah, uh, uh, technical difficulties, uh, boys and girls, but we're back. All right. We were in the middle of saying that Gonzaga uh, was probably going uh, – well, I think the last thing we said was overtime screws over and under every time, John. Yes. Uh, that, that's why we're the obvious brothers, right, John? Correct. Yeah. All right. Second game, Michigan against Villanova. Villanova's given five points. The over-under is 135, John. 20 points different than our first game, which is the high-scoring game of the Sweet Six. Time, Sweet, yeah. Easy for you to say. Yeah, yeah, good one. Yeah. Sweet 16. Yeah. Okay, too early, John. Yeah. What, what you got here? Michigan's an 11 seed. Villanova's a two. Villanova has been Villanova. Looks like they're in control. I know the matchup is not in Villanova's favor because Michigan has Hunter and they don't really have anybody to match up with him. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Uh, uh, the, anyway, he's a he's a freshman and he's long too. Who plays the Samuels? Fourth in no, no, I think it's oh. Guy Kobe or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, and um, size may be an issue. Uh, Villanova, uh, Villanova. Well, uh, they have Gillespie, who might be the best point guard in the country. So that offsets it. Um, what do you... I'll take Nova and give the five. Huh. You did that very well. Hi, John. What's, what are you thinking? I think uh, the guard play is going to be the deciding factor here. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, last last weekend, somehow Michigan survived without their starting point guard. Yeah, that was against Tennessee. <laughs> Merely Tennessee. Right. Okay. Um, John is taking Villanova. Well, just for, for shits and giggles, I'm going to take Michigan and be a Big Ten homer. Um I think, you know, five-point spread, it should be a pretty doggone good game. It should be. Yeah. I think it will be. Uh, I think it's not anywhere near as good a game as the next two. It's uh, It'll be a pretty good game. So, Steve. Yes. We talked about this, about uh, Michigan, uh, you know, potentially shouldn't be in the tournament. They were the big surprise over A&M. And now here they are in the Sweet 16 in our group chat with Mr. Creamsey and Mr. Swerve. You know, Josh was like, Michigan shouldn't even be in the tournament. 
don't you think them making it to the Sweet 16 kind of solidifies the fact that they should have been in the tournament? No. No? No. Okay. No, it's two, it's two separate. I mean, uh, 11 seed uh, from a big conference like the Big Ten uh, are capable of winning games, and that's why they're in the tournament, John. Why they're even on the bubble is because they've beaten good teams. Uh, and um, comes down, whether you get in is a resume match. And uh, I, I can see there are arguments for A&M being in and Michigan not being in. But, you know, it wasn't Michigan that A&M was compared to because Michigan wasn't even in the final, uh, wasn't one of the last four in. So. Mm-hmm. It does not seem to have actually been close in the eyes of the committee. It does not. And, and, and maybe, well, they knew, you know, they, they knew what they were talking about because they've won two games. And, but uh, I, I listened to all podcasts uh, since we, you know, about the weekend. It was pointed out by the great Jay Billis that even if St. Peter's beats Kentucky, that doesn't make a team. It means well, Kentucky came in and, in your, one of your favorite terms, shit the bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not, it does not make St. Peter's the better team. So uh, I, I think this about Michigan, it doesn't mean they're necessarily the better team just because they won a game or two. It just means that, uh, you know, they've done the right things and opponents to uh to get get this far right uh, yeah uh tennessee did uh choke that one away uh yeah this will be an interesting game but uh let's let's get on the the next two should be even more interesting so let's uh, in a two three matchup out west in san francisco it's texas tech who a lot of people have winning games against duke uh it, duke is getting a point mm-hmm. as it in the Sweet 16, John, and the over-under is 137. Pretty wild, isn't it? Yeah, you know how, how many times uh, Coach K's been an underdog in the Sweet 16? Probably never. Three. Hmm. You know how many he's won when he's been the underdog? All of them? None. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, 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 well, I guess I'm going... You know, in the book I'm writing about uh, betting on basketball, uh, <laughs> think about it. public money is going to be heavy on Duke. Yeah, so for sure. if the if the tilt is enough the other way, them to be underdogs, it probably means the team is uh, not just even with them, but at least perceived to be considerably better. Yeah, right. And I, I know I think I'm, you're that, you're that big. Is, you're big yeah. on not on Duke not being uh, as good as people think they are, or as most people think they are. I guess. Well, uh, a lot of people don't know much about college basketball, and just the Duke name will get a couple of points thrown on them. So, Fair. yeah, especially Fair. especially if they're going to be the underdog. Wow. Um. I uh, 
this should be obviously an interesting game, a 2-3 with a one-point spread. Uh, Texas Tech is a brutal bunch, plays hard-nosed defense. I don't expect uh, a scoring a, uh, game. How Duke responds to that, I, I don't think there's anybody quite like them in the ACC. So and like, so I don't know. Maybe maybe UVA, but of course UVA has kind of their own kind of scheme. Yeah. Uh, and, and UVA did beat Duke this year in camera. Uh, yeah, it'll be. It might be that Duke is gelling at the right time. You know, they they came through against Michigan in a game I didn't think they'd win, and it didn't look like they were down five with minutes left. Mm-hmm. Their last eight shots and the stops. I don't know whether you blame Michigan State's off Duke's defense to end up winning, but uh, yeah, this is a, this is going to be. A, a clash of styles and yeah. uh, a, a, a tough, a tough fought game, I think. Yeah, there's some something's got to give here. Um, you know, Duke outscores Texas Tech by a bunch, and Texas Tech does not give up their points allowed or way less than what Duke is. So, somewhere in the middle there, I, I do think the under is probably a good number here. I'm thinking maybe like. 70-65 would favor Duke. Uh, if it gets into like the first to 60 type game, I think that favors Texas Tech. That, mean, that means Duke's not making shots, not getting yep. good shots. And, and Tech likes that kind of game. So Yeah, as so, you can so, so, Notre so Dame. Essentially a, essentially a pick them. Who are you taking? I'm taking Duke because it would really do me some big favors if they win this game. Uh, I am taking Tech because I won't root for Duke. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There you go. All right. Next game, uh, rock fight number two. Uh, Houston brings the rocks, and they are playing Zona. Zona is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Notice the difference in the over-under, John, 145-and-a-half. Yes, this one's up there. Eight more points. Yeah. Yeah. Expect a more of a scoring game, uh, and uh, one one five matchup, uh, which is a pretty pretty good matchup. Houston back again with your favorite coach Kelvin Sam- Sampson, uh, leading away, taking his shirt off, scaring the holy hell out of all of us, and uh, uh, again another interesting matchup between a team that likes to play slow, likes to beat you up, likes to hit the, the uh, offensive glass against a team uh, full of probably NBA players on it uh, and uh, saved by, uh, by the uh, – but on uh, Sunday night late and they're still playing. But they are – I think they're the biggest team in the tournament. So – Size against Houston's physicality. The size factor is going to be what makes a difference here. Um, I, I'm going to go with Houston here. 
Um, there's just a too big of a discrepancy between how good their de- defense is versus how good Arizona's defense is. Arizona likes to play fast. As long as Houston can stay within their, their game plan, I think they can keep this game close and low. Um, you know, Houston only gives up 60 points a game. Arizona gives up 75 points a game. So that's that's a big gap, bigger gap yeah. than what the, the gap was between uh, Duke and, and uh, Texas Tech. So, Right. I'm going the other way. I'm taking Zona. Uh, I, 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 I understand that Samson's done a good job. Uh, I, they, they, uh, they keep winning ugly. Uh, I think uh, there comes a point where you can't win ugly anymore. And I think this is going to be it. So I, I think Arizona, I have them in the final game. Of course, given how well I did, I don't know that's worth saying anything. But I, I, I think they're good. I, I think they're going, wow, TCU was a wake-up call. And uh, I think they, I think they're going to win this game and more than cover the one and a half, which I was shocked that it was so low. Okay. Okay. Fifth game. First game on Thursday night, uh, Friday night is in in Philadelphia. It is Purdue against Cinderella, St. Peter's. Uh, tickets are uh, right at three hundred dollars a bang for nosebleed seats, John. Uh, so the entire state of New Jersey will be there Friday night. Are you uh, going? No, I, I uh, no, I, I, I was told I was not allowed to sell my firstborn to get tickets. So, uh, <laughs> appointment. But anyway, um, could you uh, have gotten? Could you have gotten enough for him to uh, to pay for tickets? That's not he. He's not my firstborn. Oh yeah, that's right. The answer would be no to that one, but okay. Uh, So uh, the line is twelve and a half. I know we're having more fun with the other thing than the game at this point. (laughs) The line is Purdue by twelve and a half, uh, which makes me happy. Uh, But the over under thirty five and a half, uh, not the lowest number of the week uh, of the Sweet Sixteen, but uh, it, it is not the 155 of Arkansas Gonzaga. So uh, 20 points lower than the Gonzaga game. So expectation is uh, 12 and a half makes it what a 73-62 game, 74-61 kind of game. Uh, Not not, uh, Purdue has not lost all year when they've scored more than 70 points. So, uh, trivia time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think I, I, I will repeat others have said, this is not my own analysis. Uh, Purdue size is going to give them a lot of trouble. They do not have anywhere near big enough to guard Edie at seven, four. Of course, much anybody does. And then, uh, Williams at 610 with some hops is more than they can handle too. So it'll be interesting to see what St. Peter's does. Texas tried to play them one-on-one and uh, they, they combined for 31 points. I think it was. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it will be interesting. St. Peter's does not score a lot. 
they like a low scoring uh kind of game so it's not really you know purdue is off when they get out and spread the floor i think so, uh, wonder, uh what's that i wonder how many times a team has made it to the sweet 16 where they they score less points. They average less points scored than they average less points allowed or points allowed. I don't know, but I, I think this is the third sweet 15 to get to the second weekend. And I think the first two are zero and two. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, it's been a big deal. I, I, them getting this far, uh, I think in terms of where their heads at, there's a little bit of a challenge in, you know, taking that next. Uh, as you know, John, there, there's a making the tournament and making the second weekend of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning, winning those two games. And you can see by all these programs uh, have been in, you know, four of the last five Sweet 16s and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the Blue Blood to the top is a real challenge to keep winning games if you're St. Peter's or, you know, even even when we talk about the last game, Iowa State and Miami, you mm-hmm. know, they're lucky they're playing each other to some extent. Yeah, not exactly right. uh, known for their basketball no. programs. I, I think definitely Miami is a football school, so um, there you go. Uh, so what do you like in this game, John? All that being said, I'm still taking uh, the Peacocks and the points. It's just too many points. Where, where noise? I didn't. I didn't dial it up today. Okay. Well, uh, just for just for purposes of this program, I'm going to take Purdue and give the points. Uh, I don't believe it for a second. I, I think Purdue will find a way to make it a tight game, uh, <laughs> I mean, a possession game or so in the final minutes. But uh, yeah, I, I like them to win. I I, I would be, I, I would I would be shocked if they lost to this team. So yeah, I think, but, I think this is would be, yeah, I am in agreement. It would be wild if they lost to this team. They should win course. this game, right? But 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 you know, St. Peter's shouldn't have beat Kentucky either. But uh, so yeah. you wonder if they really have two miracles up their sleeve. Uh, right. All right. We're going to games based on the line coming here, John. Providence against Kansas. Uh, Kansas is favored by seven and a half. The over under is one forty one and a half, which is kind of the kind of the middle range of uh-huh. the eight games. Uh, Providence uh, kind of surprises us that they're there and kind of surprised they survived the first round. But uh yeah, uh, Kansas had a little struggle in the second round. Uh, one versus four, John. All right, uh, anything more to say? I think Providence, Providence's luck runs out here, and uh, you look at that luck, that luck thing with Providence, don't you? Yeah, well, you've you've mentioned it a couple times yourself, so yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think Kansas is kind of, yeah, maybe they struggled a little bit with Creighton. It wasn't, it was a tight game, but it wasn't that tight. They, they won pretty fairly handily. 
Um, they're kind of on a little bit of a heater. They've won seven in a row um, all the way back to the tournament, the Big 12 tournament. So um, I, I like Kansas to cover here. Okay. Um, we're, we're doing a lot. We've only had one game. We've picked the same. I, I'm going the other way. I'm going to take Providence just based on luck and the fact Providence has already played uh, more five-point uh, difference games uh, than anybody else in the country. Uh, so they usually keep it pretty close. Uh, seven and a half, I thought, was awfully large when I saw it. So I'm going to go with Providence. In the famous words of John, obvious John, not to win, but just to cover the seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, three game on the 11th of March – Providence got housed by Creighton, eighty-five to fifty-eight. Just FYI, I was aware. Yes, yeah. Uh, Creighton had a good role, and now they're gone. And they just got beat by Kansas by seven. What is that sound? That is a funeral dirge. Do you not recognize that? No. Okay. The next game. That's going to be, be the a... next thing not to do on your that on the do, not to do list. No funeral dirges. Okay, I'm writing it down. All right. You'll, next podcast, you'll hear it on the list. No funeral dirges. All right. Uh, next game is a North Carolina and UCLA blue blood on blue blood. Remember, you uh, UNC is an eight seed. UCLA is the four seed. In the east, in Philadelphia, where Purdue is, uh, the line is two and a half for UCLA. And again, the magic number is 141 and a half, John. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, the Bruins here. Yeah, so am I. Uh, I, I, just, I think they are a, a quality team. Uh, I, I go back in my notes. Once upon a time, John, I was telling you the Ken Palm infamous list of who's likely to win the national championship. They are one of one, two, three, four, five of those teams left. UCLA is one of them. And North Carolina is not on that list. So, uh, I, I, yes, I think they're too balanced. They play good D. They play good O. They play well in tight games. Uh, UNC seems to have figured something out since they got drilled by Duke at home, but uh, uh, I, I think probably this is where it, it, it runs amok. I think uh, it should be a good game at two and a half points, but yeah, I like UCLA too. I don't know if UNC can score enough against them. That's that's my my thing. Um, well. It depends upon whether Manic gets thrown out of the game or not. And well, he's going to be a handful, that's for sure. Well, yeah, uh, he's a – well, you know, he, he is the infamous stretch four, but uh, he doesn't really play defense. And, you know, I think that – I don't know what the matchup is, but uh, he, he uh, probably should be playing Hawkes, and uh, I think Hawkes will probably get 30 on him, so – uh, if it's about plus or minus your guy, I think he's probably in trouble. Um, I, I uh, let's see. Maybe they'll play Baycott. 
on Hawkeyes instead, which puts Manic on Riley. I, I don't know. It's uh, it is an interesting matchup problem for yeah. for North Carolina, and yes. uh, they they you know on Saturday when they won, their point guard scored a career high, like thirty points. Uh, a guy who doesn't score even I don't know the double digits per game. I don't think he's going to have that kind of game against UCLA. So, yeah, I think it was like a major career game. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. And uh, I, I think Tiger Campbell's hair probably keeps him from doing that. Uh, in <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. No. Tiger Campbell's hair is a thing, man. Oh, it's it's something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I can't. I don't even have fantasies of having hair like that, John. You and me both, brother. Yeah, there, there you go. So now we're to the last game, uh, a game nobody foresaw. Uh, Iowa State, the 11 seed, is playing Miami, the 10 seed, uh, with the right to play the Providence-Kansas winner. The line is two and a half. Uh, Miami is giving the points, and the lowest – over under of the Sweet 16 at 133. Yeah, I mean, both these teams, um, well, neither one of them really scores a lot, but neither one gives up a lot. Uh, right. It's Iowa a defensive. Yeah. I don't think either one of them has much of a big. This is a guard game. Mm-hmm. There are three guards against our three guards and uh, I, Rockington's pretty good from Iowa. Uh, the what's his name? Isn't it Hunter? Uh, who is a freshman mm-hmm. uh, in the open and shots from all over the place, man. So, yeah, I think it's a guard on guard game and a low scoring grinded game. Probably not one you watch, though it might be close. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they won. They beat LSU. I, Iowa State did beat LSU 59-54, and then they yeah. beat Wisconsin 54-49. So, right. Uh, first to 60, John. Yeah, this could definitely be a first to 60 game. Um, might win this one. So, and honestly, Iowa State doesn't score 60 much. So, I'm – Gonna, I like so their defense. If you've got their schedule, have their ske- if you have their schedule up, John, did you know Iowa State has not lost a, a non-conference game this year? Okay, that's what I've heard. Yep, lost eleven games in the uh, in the uh, Big Twelve, but has not lost a non-conference game. So back back, to John, it's two and a half. You have any idea? Who to pick in this game? I'm taking Iowa State. <laughs> that's but there. That's about all I got to say about it. I don't have a great uh, anything insightful to say about that besides the fact I'm taking Iowa State. Okay, I don't know what I'm doing, so uh, I, I guess I'll take Miami just so we can talk about who had the better record. Right? Uh, okay. It is. We did not talk enough about this. I saw absolutely none of this game. My 
Miami absolutely housed Auburn, the two seed, in the last game. And I've listened to all these podcasts talk about it. Auburn, for some reason, didn't bother show up to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their 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 center, who is supposed to be like a pot, uh, you know a lottery pick NBA guy, uh, was zero for six from the floor against a team with no size. So it's like I, I you know, uh, it's, in, in, it's inex, inexplicable what happened. And uh, but here Miami gets to advance and play in this game. So I'm going to act like they're good, and I'm going to take them. I like it. Yeah. So, is it safe to say you think Kansas is making the Final Four? Yeah, I do. Okay, so that that's one pick at this point. Uh, so who are you picking in the uh, East Region uh, when when Purdue plays UCLA? I think that might be the game of the tournament, to be honest with you. And I'm going to, I'll stick with my guns and go with Purdue. Okay. Uh, well, I have to agree with you. So now let's get to the hard part. Uh, I think you think Gonzaga is going to win, even though they're not going to cover. Uh, Gonzaga playing tech. This tech or just. Duke. I guess you did take Duke, didn't you? Yeah. In the pick I the hope game. Duke loses. No, I hope Duke wins. I think um, it helps your bracket if Duke wins. I think it's it just why you're it helps, picking. It helps me in the farm bracket. It gets me back ahead of the other Kansas pickers. So, John, uh, does Gonzaga Duke. beat either of those teams? Which one? Who's coming out of that region? I mean, that's the – any one of those four teams could win that region. Yeah. It's, it's going to be – that's going to be the, the one. Yeah, that, that will be the interesting one to watch this weekend, I think. All right, so – I'm going to say – I'm going to go with Gonzaga because I want to see Purdue play Gonzaga. Well, you got a long way to go. Well – no, I guess play in the semifinal, don't they? There's a crossover. Yeah, they would play in the final four. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, so Gonzaga, and then uh, you think Villanova is winning? So it'd be Villanova versus UK. Are, are you are you figuring that uh, Villanova is winning the going to the final four? I mean, if they play if they play Houston, which is kind of what you pick. Yeah, I mean, that's – no, I think, yeah, I have Arizona in that game. I have uh, Villanova going over Arizona, which was okay. silly. I kind of regret that at this point. Well, I, I think it'll be – I think Arizona, although I realize I would have three, th- three ones and a three in the final four, and uh, that's probably not enough seed points. But uh, – yeah. Yeah. Seed point, points. Yeah, well, yeah. Don't usually sit here and look at the uh, eleven seed and figure they're making it at this point, right? Yeah, and that's really the their best hope at this point, unless some the fives and fours get in. 
I mean, Michigan is probably capable of winning the two games, especially yeah. if they played, especially if they played Houston in the Elite Eight. Uh, so, uh, I I think uh, the ISU Miami winner has an easier route because they only have to play a lot higher seed in one game. Yeah. For the big, yeah. All right. Well, John, here we are again. I don't know how many minutes we've done, uh, but it's yeah. fun. Uh, and John, if you can't tell by the way he's talking, John still has hopes for winning stuff with his bracket. I have a single Purdue bracket that um, I hope saves me. But uh, other than that, I'm completely out. And uh, I, I am looking at league baseball schedules because, <laughs> of course, my alma mater is still in it. So I have a lot to, to watch and root for and try and figure out which gear I want. And uh, they're still just about buying tickets for Sunday ahead of time. Uh, of course, I, I don't think the price went up because St. Peter's made it. I, I suspect there was a lose Friday night. I think might be affordable for Sunday night, and we might be there. So, Man. Yeah. yeah, it would. I mean, it's kind of your, your alma mater. It's my sister's alma mater. It's pretty... It's I don't know. I just think it would be hard not to go see if if you can afford it. Obviously, there's obviously that factor, but you know, elite eight it doesn't happen on a in only what two hour drive away from you, two and right. a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, and uh, and I probably won't have to spend more than my second born child to get the tickets, and that would be worth it. That would. It's just him. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, John O, thanks for doing Wednesday morning, and we'll be back next Friday, uh, recapping everything. And of course, number one thing we'll be talking about, I'm sure, is where Baker Mayfield's playing next year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'll be settled by then. I'll be anxiously uh, well, waiting. We'll have to figure out whose place he took in the in the musical chairs. Let me just to finish. What I do, I have nothing about this to know why Atlanta did what they did. I, I know Ryan is 37 and I think he's at the end of a contract, but they're not playing a quarterback. They only got a third round pick. They can't be thinking pick is getting somebody. So I think I, Atlanta I, is going to be probably a, maybe a three win team next year. They're gonna be the uh the Lions next year. Uh, uh I don't know how you can say that when it's quite possible the Lions will be the Lions yet again next year, John. Well the Lions are always the Lions. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well we, we will we will know more about that next time we talk, John. Potentially, yep. Yep. Have a good one, John. You too, bro. Have a good weekend. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Boiler up. Boiler up.